Hello and welcome to the Purpose Devotionals, another round of your daily dose of Purpose Talk, Purpose Talk, Bible Talk, Bible Studies, all things included. Uh, Hope you are having a great week so far. We've reached another full round of a week, so the weeks are actually flying by and we are April ready in 2021. But without further ado, enough with the chit chat, I wanted to get right into this. And the title of this podcast, especially, is called Sow Your Seed. Now, just to give like a brief overview, sowing your seed, the reason why I picked this was basically just to remind us as believers that we are here to sow seeds into each other's lives. So we're not just here to serve ourselves, but we're actually here to serve. Jesus said that to be the greatest, you must be the least. And he didn't come here to be served, even though he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but he came to serve. So he came to show us and make himself an example to us to follow, such as, for example, like a blueprint. And the reason why I brought this topic up, it's basically sometimes we can come into church or be searching for something, but we may be searching for the fruit for ourselves, but not seeing that the fruit may come from us actually blessing somebody else. So um, the scripture that I wanted to read from today was from the book of Matthew, and it is the parable that Jesus gave, and it's called the parable of the sheeps and the goats. So most of you probably know this one. But I found it really interesting because I wanted to integrate this into this uh, podcast because it does relate to a lot of things of what we were actually called to do, what we were, what God actually wanted us to do to purpose us as believers to actually carry out in our lives here. So I'm reading from Matthew 25 verse 31. Okay, so when the sun of man comes in his glory all the angels with him he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance and kingdom, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. 
I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of these, one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Now, it's it's pretty it's a pretty long parable, if anything, compared to most of the others. But the reason why I saw significance in this parable is mainly because people were condemned, right? There was two types of people. So there were sheep and there were goats. The sheep are the followers, right? And the goats are probably people pretending to be what they are not. So we the fact that they were sent the goats i'm talking about was sent to destruction it was because of something they did not do right so if they did not do something that means it was originally purposed for them to do something but they they did not do it which is what gained that treatment and what gained them that eternal punishment and meanwhile the ones that did do what was right and they were called righteous they were blessed and now we could be thinking to ourselves, well, you know, it's not by works, etc. Or people could be saying that, you know, um, I don't know, this it could be any explanations to this. But what I just really want to break down into this is basically we need to sow our seeds. OK, whose life are you sowing into? Who are you blessing? What I've noticed, something that I've noticed just by looking and the people that I've encountered is that. People that sow, people that bless others are always blessed themselves. When God was talking to Abraham, he said, you will be a blessing. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Sometimes when we come to the father, we say, Lord, bless me with this. Bless me with a car. Bless me with marriage. Bless me with a home. But who are we praying for? Who are we interceding for? You know, there could be people and I'm sure there are people that are in worse situations than you are. And because we could be sometimes so consumed with our own situations we forget we forget that there's other people that we need to be interceding for and jesus even said when you did it for the least of these the least that belong to him so there are people out there there are people out there that belong to christ but are not there yet that are still in the world that are still living recklessly or promiscuous and for us that have come out of our old lifestyle and we thank God for that. But who else are we taking with us? Are we taking people? Are we sowing into their lives? Are we blessing them? Because have you ever thought to yourself, you know, if you're standing in front of the Lord, what are you going to tell him if he tells you that? He's like, so who did you visit in prison? Now he's using these different scenarios. But if you see the common correlation between these different scenarios is something where you're serving someone else, where you're bringing someone to the Lord, where you're, where you're connecting them back to Christ, right? Where you're blessing them. So if he asks you like, okay, well, who did you bring with you? I mean, I, I know you're blessed and, you know, you know, Christ, you have your faith, but who did you bring with you? And what will you say, you know, and, you know, I, you don't want to be that one belonging to that group where, pardon, God says, get away from me, you know, where Christ says to you, get away from me, you you get away from me you're going to burn in the eternal fire you know and we don't want that but sometimes we don't really consider oh, how can I avoid this and what 
are we doing actually in sowing into other people's lives and what is written also in Isaiah is when we also bless other people, God wants to take everyone out of bondage, everyone out of the fire, so to speak, you know, and the more we do that for someone else, God does it for us because that's what the body means. That's what the body entails when we are um, likened to the body of Christ. So, as a body of Christ, the body doesn't work on its own. The eyes tell the brain what it's seeing. You know, the brain interprets from what the eyes are seeing. Um, the legs walk to go to a certain destination when the brain made has made a uh, decision. So the body works together. So what makes you think that when the Bible says about the body of Christ that it's any different? We're working to serve each other so that we all reach that expected end, right? We're not looking for this individuality where it's like, well, I'm fine. And, you know, even though you're living this bad life, well, that's your business. It, people need to know that because sometimes they may not know the truth. It says in the Bible, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the truth always does it. The word of God always does it. Sometimes it may not be, a, you know, you may say that you're not that direct where you're telling someone, you know what, you're living a life of sin. It could be just words from the Bible. It could be scriptures, something that you've studied that you can share to someone and say, hey, you know, I studied this today and look what I found out. And that seed that you sown can flourish into something, you know, and God rewards for that. God really rewards for that. In First Corinthians chapter three, verse six. This is Paul that's talking. He says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God ha has been making it grow. So that's basically he's talking about the word that he has sown into the people's lives, what he's been preaching, you know, where he's been going, just everything he's been doing, the word he's been preaching. Those are seeds that are sown in the hearts of people. But notice he says God has been making it grow. So if you are sowing a seed in someone's life, don't think just because you don't see it with your natural eyes, don't think that you're not making any difference. Those are seeds that you're planting. When you plant something out in a garden, you plant it, you bury it in the soil, you water it with that confidence that it's going to grow. So that is the same thing. And the confidence it's in the Lord, the confidence is in the Lord will make that seed grow and you will see that person over time grow and flourish and transform you know you just need to make sure that you have sown that seed you have shared with somebody it could be anybody and they may not change overnight you know a seed doesn't sprout uh overnight you know only if it, the soil is shallow but if it's deep deep roots it takes time and if you look back at your own life, you know, wherever you've kind of come from, I testify to my own life. I mean, it took time. You know, there's one foot in, one foot out. You know, am I in, am I out, am I lukewarm until I had to make that decision that I have to go all in for the Lord or there's no point to go at all. And that's the decision we need to make if we're in the middle, you know, if we're undecisive in this decision. Another scripture I want to bring up is Matthew chapter 10, verse 42. It says, and if anyone gives even a cup 
of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. So this is so encouraging because it says that there's a reward for those that sows into other people's lives. It's not where you're blessing someone and you may not see the they may not be able to show you their gratitude, but God is the one that will bless you with that. God is the one that will restore whatever you've given. It will always come back. But you're, you're, you're giving in faith. You're giving in faith knowing that you are doing what God has asked you to do, that you are being faithful in what you've been asked to do. And God, in turn, he is faithful anyways, and he will restore unto you more than what you could think, ask or imagine. But we need to act in faith initially right and i love this scripture because it says if anyone gives up even a cup of cold water so it's it's not even something grand you know even a cup of cold water any kind of kindness you can show to encourage somebody in their situation whatever that situation may be that is like you're doing it unto the lord and you will receive a reward and to me, that also shows how generous the Lord is. Look how generous he is. He's not telling you to buy them a car or telling you to, you know, do anything grand. Even a cup of cold water will suffice and you'll get a reward for that. See that generosity. So in turn, we're meant to demonstrate and replicate that generosity unto others, unto our brothers and sisters. So that is basically what I wanted to cover just to remember, sow your seed and it will come back onto you. Nothing comes back empty. Everything the Lord will multiply if you're doing it in good faith, you know, and whatever you're believing for, trust God that you will get it, but bless somebody else in the meantime. One time I just give an example. I was praying for a new job. I was praying for a job. And I remember I kept asking and nothing was happening. But the time changed when I decided to pray for others that didn't have jobs that I knew that were looking for work. So I left myself out of it and started praying for them. And lo and behold, the job came to me <laughs> and they got blessed with jobs. You see, it, it just works that way, you know, with the Lord. You bless someone else and you receive something as well because the Lord is faithful. So that's what I wanted to cover with you today. And thank you again for joining the Purpose Devotionals, the Purpose Pod. I do encourage you to go check out the Purpose Devo, purposedevotionals.com website, where there's blogs on there, extra information, where the podcasts are posted on there. And soon enough, where the YouTube videos will be posted on there as well. There's plenty of other blogs to check out. There's one called The Trap of Guilt, all that stuff that will help you and scriptures as well that will strengthen those um, topics that we're discussing if you have any topic ideas or anything you want a, a bible study that you have any questions regarding do send the questions do um there's this uh, form on the website where you can complete if you have any questions do complete that and yeah i'll look into integrating that in one of the segments so wishing you another blessed week take care bye